welcome back to Critical Ditto, episode six. We're, we're in it now. We're, we're in it. We're, we're in the other side of five now. Yeah, that's we're at the, that's we're huge. At the Charizard stage now. Hey. Charizard number six, right? In Pokedex. Pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's Charizard. I think it's Charizard. Do I get poker points? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you get one poker point. Ali's now in the yeah. lead on the poker point. Yeah, he's number six. No. Okay. Yeah, episode six. I'm Stuart. I'm running the game. I'm Ali. I'm Kenny. I'm David, and I'm Theo. I'm Tom, and I'm Brandy. Um, and like, we went really in on the uh, intros today. It's Rude. getting snappy. It's getting Bam. snappier. Here's me, my name, my character. <laughs> Boom. This is what happened last time. <laughs> Theo, where are you going? Into the library. It's grandiose, it's large, it's circular, it's the central of the tower. But what strikes you is that there are steps leading down beneath this structure, which you didn't even know existed. Theo descends. It's your ally in the church. It's Canaan. I didn't want to believe that the church would want to cover something like this up. The King's Rock, Theo. It's real. The paladins are coming tomorrow. They intend to do something with you, Theo. <sighs> Surflight Town is a mess. I think the shop's done for, and I can't afford the new insurance that Kappa Corp's slapping on this thing. I will not be going back to the church, because there's currently a group of intimidating warriors planning a war tribunal around me. I'm not leaving you. I was told to find you. Oh, You're okay. gonna help me sort out my something. Franny is like standing up now like, uh, I'm gonna find Gary, I'm gonna be the Pokemon champion, I'm, I'm gonna save the town. So you're heading towards the centre of town. Um, Brandy, you are walking past loads of shops and familiar sites from the town of Surfloat that, yeah, look bedraggled, look wasted. But there is, I don't know, there's a, there's, a, there's a renewed sense as the day have gone on that we can rebuild. There is a strength that can be taken. The absolute oblique hopelessness of the very early morning seems to be fading a little bit. The positive spirit of Surfloat Town. I get the feeling Surfloat's quite a positive place. Whenever they face a challenge, they're like, right, well, we'll pick ourselves back up and we'll tackle it. And as, as you head towards the centre of town, you sort of notice that there are more people around you also heading towards the centre of town. And there seems to be some kind of, um, I want to say event going on. Very much not a planned event or anything, something that's sprung up. You see that a small podium has been erected in Surfloat Square. And on the podium, you see, well, Theo, you recognize this, this person as Tyler. As a reminder, quite short in stature, wearing quite fashionable clothes, a sort of checkered plaid scarf around half of their face, a single earring, uh, dark cropped hair, dark skin. And next to him is a character that, Brandy, you definitely recognize. Kenny, you might recognize this person from a few of the photos you were looking at just, just hours previously. Mm-hmm. This is a girl who was part of Gary's entourage at some point. Brandy, you recognise this as Candy. She wasn't at the beach house. No, no. No, it's another one. Candy was a more level-headed one of the cheerleaders, and I think maybe you two bonded a little bit more. Was she club secretary or treasurer? I think Candy actually maybe left just before Brandy. Candy is dressed not as a cheerleader anymore, but is wearing a cap with an insignia, which I think everyone would recognise as the Pokemon League insignia. And she seems to be holding some kind of pep rally, drawing on perhaps cheerleader skills from the past, but now repurposed for the Pokemon League. It's definitely being amplified by some loud dread plugged into the system. That's how they work, right? Oh, God. Yeah. Where is that plugged into? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't want to know. And I think there's a screen that's playing a video message. And as you get closer to the, the square, you can see that this video message is running on loops, encouraging people to sign up to become Pokemon trainers. So the best way you can help your town is to sign up with the Pokemon League, get your Pokemon Trainer's License and start volunteering for jobs. How do you get jobs? You get a license. How do you get better jobs? You rank up as a trainer. It's a very simple system. I've been through it three times already today. One guy at the back goes, could you repeat what you said? <laughs> yes. On the first loop? Sir, I will. If you'll, if you'll just let me, I am going to get to that one more time. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Listen, listen, we, we at the Pokemon League are here. We, we hear you, citizens of Surfload. You have obviously suffered a lot here and your town needs help and the best way for your town to get help is for people of this town to sign up to become pokemon trainers because when you become an official pokemon league pokemon trainer with your license and she holds up this small like trainer card when you get your pokemon license you can be employed for jobs 
And the higher your Pokemon rank, the more important, and more importantly, the more profitable your jobs can be. Brandy's ears prick up. There's a little graphic that says like, you know, bottom rank would rank F when you first sign up. And there's a little arrow pointed towards like a guy getting a skitty out of a tree. And then above that, you know, rank B and C, maybe you have someone fighting off a Sharpedo on the beach. That above. sounds like a big jump from <laughs> a Kenny whispers to himself, why is everything in this world ranked with letters? <laughs> Gosh, this is going to get so confusing. And, and the way to rank up is to get your gym badges and get recommendations from the league and from our, you know, our wonderful representatives. We're so lucky to have him here today. A, a genuine Elite Four member here in Surfalo. <gasps> please, please welcome Tyler. Do you mind? Do you mind? And Tyler's like... Yeah, basically what she said. Yeah, sign up and the league will help you out. Okay, thank you all. Yeah, in a corner is just like, so that's why I lost. Candy finishes her little pitch. The, the video keeps playing in the background. And actually she's looking out of the crowd and she sees a face that she recognizes. Oh my God, Brandy? I had no idea you were in Surfalo Town. Uh, actually, yeah, I, uh, I live here, so... Uh, you you yeah, live in Surfalo? Yeah, that's where, well, oh my, my mum does. I, I, this takes I just me came back. back to visit to yesterday. You, you're you're traveling? Yeah, I decided to travel around and see the world. She so. takes she takes your arm. Brandy, that is so good to hear. And you are? My name is Kenny. Kenny, nice Kenny. to meet you. And you're joined by... Yeah. I can't actually see your face under that that's hood. Fine. Okay, that's, all right. That's, I'm yeah, not going to push. It's a religious thing. That, oh, oh. Probably best, Kenny, if you don't mention that you saw them out. They're sort it's of just... Part yeah. of the faith. Yeah. yeah. Part of the faith. Of course. Always um, questioning, always hidden. Brandy, you've been traveling. That's so good. Are you a, a Pokemon trainer? No, no I, Wasn't I, this exactly what we were just about to say you were going to do? Shut up, Kenny. I actually uh, was thinking about it, but I thought I just wanted to take a bit of time for me, you know? Just me and me and my, me and my Veneery Wimpy here. We just wanted to uh, see the world. Um, Brandy, it's okay. I understand. You're not a trainer, right? I'm not, I'm, well, I'm no. like, I've, I've, got a, I've got a Pokemon, so I'm pretty much there, right? Yeah. I mean, do you need a trainer license? Do you have a license? No. A license allows you to be part of the league proper. You're a recognized trainer. And the more famous and powerful trainers will be invited to do really powerful work. I assume you understand, but the, we don't necessarily have a police force, so to speak, in this region. It's more that trainers are employed on a case-by-case -case basis to sort out problems, defend things. Uh... Yeah, I mean, all three of us have lived in this world for our entire lives, so we'd know that about the world <laughs> we're living in. So, yeah, yes, absolutely. there's no need to explain yeah. further. I, for one, am thrilled that our nation has a privatized police force controlled by <laughs> commercial entity. Well, yes. <laughs> and that may or may not be the reason why I ended the fake controlled. Yeah, so that's basically how it works. So if you want to get ahead in this world and, and, and make some, some really good cash, the best way to do it is probably the sign up to be a Pokemon trainer, especially if you have a Pokemon already. Oh, well, just give me a license then, I'll do it. We at the, the Pokemon League, we don't just give out a license. You, you, otherwise, you know, everyone would have one. You have to yeah, that prove... Yeah, that would make the system ridiculous. You have to prove that you are worth one. This is really. exactly like you were when we were travelling together with a petty cash. You just wouldn't give it out ever. <laughs> no. You well, would just force us to bring back receipt. Oh, Brandy, if you are dedicated enough and talented enough to achieve it, you will get it done in no time. When did you start quoting Gary's inspirational posters? I knew when he, I'd heard that somewhere. When he released the book. I remember reading that in the library, it was great. <laughs> it was a Gary Smoke section. Was, was Gary Smoke's That was the one section that survived the fire. <laughs> Smoke without mirrors, the Gary Smoke story. <laughs> Head over to the Pokemon Academy in Rauduno. I mean, there's gonna be a huge influx now. We've got a lot of people who are really keen and All right, so are there people around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, I look, can I look and see Absolutely. if I can find some potential... Yeah, you want to see some, some, potential some rivals? rivals? Some potential rivals! <laughs> Is there one wearing just blue, one wearing just red? <laughs> <laughs> a gold man? <laughs> insightful, did we say, I think? Uh, yeah, insightful. I mean, should we all roll? Right? Probably all look. Seven! Seven! Ten. Ten. All right. Okay, I will let Brandy identify two people, Theo identifies one, Kenny identifies one. Introducing a new rival, Vesper. So, Brandy, you notice 
someone in the crowd who seems to have their hood up and seems to be wearing quite similar robes to Theo. Interesting. Who okay. looks? Who looks? Is quite... it Theo? It's not Theo. <laughs> oh god! Okay. You know when you scan a crowd and you're like back to where you? Yeah. Oh, oh no! That's... But, but as, as you as you look over at them, you see a hand come out of the robe holding a little pokeball and then like just put it back. It's like oh, so I know that they're a trainer. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so hooded figure. Introducing a new rival, Andros. He's quite famous in Surfloat. Uh, his name is Andros, and he is an athletic prodigy. He's been tipped for the Pokalethic Games huh? for swimming. Is he in speedos and a ski yes. cap and goggles? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> is that how? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just in general, he's always in his, his swim gear. He's got a Psyduck. Psyduck. Introducing a new rival, Hannah. Theo, you notice a girl looking like she's trying very hard not to be noticed. Just very aware of other people and other people's gaze. Mm -hmm. So I think the only reason that you manage to spot her is because you've got your hood up and she can't actually see that you're looking. She looks she looks quite dirty, ragged clothes. Theo, you could probably infer that she maybe lives in the shelter that's near Surflat Pier. Introducing a new rival, Heron. Kenny, you see quite a tall, uh, but, but still young guy. Has very, very straight, tidied blue hair. He's wearing glasses. You can see him like pushing the glasses up his nose a lot, almost like they don't fit. And he has a kind of wry, smug smile uh, and a hoot hoot. Hoot hoot. And he's, I think he's wearing like a blazer as well. So that we have like a sort of mutual respect for our owls. Sure. Introducing a new rival. Literally everyone in the crowd. So many. <coughs> cut, cut. Yep, okay, we've done it. We've done all of them. They're all there. <coughs> God, get me a drink. I, I get it. We're going to be up against some other random people. Is there a limited number of train licenses you can give out then? Or do, is it just like a... Whoever the judges feel deserves it. Who are the judges? Oh, the judges in Surflow? Well, the Academy in Raduno. Professor Honey, local pro Pokemon professor. So much writing this episode. <laughs> you may on uh, stream be hearing us. <laughs> I wrote less than lectures at university. <laughs> and her two aides, Aster and Junction. Junction? Yes. <laughs> sorry, no, that wasn't, a dig. that wasn't a dig at the name Junction. I just. Junction. Sorry, I said it quite accusatorily. I just wanted to make sure I did hear the word jump. Yes, you did. <laughs> Her specialism is weather and weather-based Pokemon. That's that's why she's on the coast. Yeah, basically a series of challenges, the survival task, the combat task, and the mystery task. Ooh. Yeah. The entire crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's I, do, do you know what? I'm going to get back on mic for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, three tasks. Now, the only, the only qualification you need is you need to have two Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. But, but because, because Surflow Town is in such need of new Pokemon trainers, we are handing out one Pokeball to everyone in the crowd. Thank God we have no money. <laughs> okay, so if you are interested, please head over to, um, what's the name of the tech guy? Bubblegum. Please head over to Bubblegum, uh, who will be handing out the Pokeballs. The assistant's getting out of big box. And people start filing over to Bubblegum. What do you guys do? I think we follow them, no? Yeah. I didn't think Kenny would be tempted, but he is. Clearly everyone in the church seems to only have one Pokemon, but I suppose there's a moment of just being like, well, I'm not really part of the church anymore. Theo hangs back and Kenny and Brandy see it and just sort of turn around and like, Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, maybe that's it. We sort of say, you can yeah. do it. Maybe I could catch a male combi. Yeah, exactly. And I do love male combis. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, Professor Honey is already getting me very excited. Yes. Cool. Okay, so you're heading over to the box and Bubblegum, who I'm, I'm going to say is wearing a beanie, quite mousy blonde hair sticking out of it. Some like goggle-esque glasses that mm. maybe look classic anime tech character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wearing With some... spirals yeah, on yeah, the yeah, yeah. Classic glasses. Uh, who's going first? Kenny. Yeah. Kenny. Okay, and he hands one out to Kenny, and then he just takes a couple more seconds looking at you, and then just hands out to you guys. And then he sort of like disappears into the back. We need to, to get another Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. I right. Didn't, I didn't really catch 
wimpy necessarily. Gary sort of caught wimpy and then Billy was like, ah, ah, like trying to tell him sharp. I've read some excellent books on this and I, I can we'll confirm that we will be absolutely fine. Okay, great. We just need great. to get them a little bit less healthy. Well, I found Bowtoy in the woods. There were other Pokemon in there. Isn't that where we need to sort of go anyway? I think we need to head yeah. the academy sort of through in Rutuno, yes. which is, there's Rutuno yeah. Forest. What, someone from the crowd actually approaches you, young lad, with, I'm going to say, Trilby hat on. <laughs> Trilby! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I like I'm it. From the 19th I am. I'm going reporter vibe. It's Trilby hat, like a little waistcoat. <laughs> He's got a camera around his neck as well, and it looks a I little like bit him. fancier than Kenny's. I don't like him. Um, <laughs> and, he, and he comes up, uh, 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 reporter, reporter, reporter from the 1920s. She... <laughs> 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 Say, fellas, uh, heard you were uh, signing up for the old. Uh... Well, I mean, only one of us is a fella, so that's a pretty. That's a straight away a bit of a weird oh, thing. To oh, 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 I'm sorry, it. I'm just saying it was a sort it. of, uh, you know. Uh, fellas and broads? Yeah, fellas and broads, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, huh? Here you're heading out of the forest. Uh, you know how to catch a Pokemon, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we just sort of fight. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, easy, yeah, yeah. easy as uh, easy as pie. One, two, three. And he sort of does a little, like, flourish. And where your Pokeball was in your hand, Brandy. There's now like an apple. <laughs> hey, whoa, look at that. See, easy as pie. <laughs> oh my God, you're a wizard. Oh, oh wow. no, no, no. Simple, simple, simple. But uh, <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You went ahead, let me. Gives you the Pokeball back. Yeah, you guys seem like rookies. <laughs> but that's okay. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's okay. where we're What's all your name? My name? My name's Hedrold. Hedrold. Yeah. Hedrold. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Spelling's irrelevant. Nobody cares. <laughs> I've got Herald with a D before the R. Ah, that'll ah. that'll do. <laughs> but I hope I managed to impress the judges enough. I hear there's a finite number of passes they're holding out. Oh, you're going to be to become a trainer too? Oh, of course. Of course I am. How am I going to be a stunning journalist if I'm not a good Pokemon trainer? Sure, that makes sense. Of course, it's the world of Pokemon. <laughs> Everybody needs to have strong Pokemon to help them out in their ways. Right now, I'm a rookie. I've only got my Ninkata. But I plan for great things. And I need my Pokemon to sneak in places and get me information. The inside scoop. Right, boys? No. And, and, and girls. Rolled, and... I'm sorry, are you hanging out with us now? Is that... Uh... Sorry, I'm... it's not that I don't want you to hang out with us. I it's... don't want him to hang out with us. Uh, yeah, me neither. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm glad you said it. Jeez, John. You know what, guys? I appreciate the honesty. I'll see you out there, huh? Well, best of luck, Hedron. I do like you, I just don't... That means so much to me. All right, I've been waiting for someone to do this. This is my first issue of the, the Hedron Report. Oh. Uh, okay. I, 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 I printed it out myself. Uh, so right. it's a little rough around the edges, but uh, maybe, maybe you can take a look. Theo, look, a book. Oh, wow, grammatical errors. Can't wait. <laughs> okay, I'll look, I'll take the book. Okay. It's, not, it's, it's more like... like a bit it's more like two it's sheets of paper yeah. folded together with some handwritten stuff All in right. it. All right, does it look good? No. No. <laughs> what is the top story? I was going to say, what, what is, is the top story? Top story is... Big uh, storm. Big, 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 <laughs> big nest ball delivery. <laughs> and then the minor story is big storm. One day I'll get pictures in it. Best of luck, Henry. If I can get this camera working. <laughs> oh, boy. If only you had a camera. You've got a camera. I just can't seem to get it work. Oh, you've you got to press this button. Oh, you notice the lens cap's still on. <laughs> it's just everything comes out black. <laughs> See you later, gang. Thanks, Hedrold. Bye-bye, bye now, bye. Now, now we've had a little discussion with Hedrold. Any this... more NPCs we need to discuss before we can... Oh, we, could, we could do a whole episode of me and <laughs> We'll save them for the forest. It's fine. The screen on the, the back of the podium cuts out, and then there's this new logo appears on the screen. I don't think it's a logo that any of you have seen before. I want to take some form of crossbow element mm -hmm. and cross it with a Deerstalker hat. And underneath it is the text that says Team Helsing. Fellows of Surfer, our world is under threat. Supernatural beings have infected our land. And now they have come as far as our sweet coastal town. Watch this video if you are not yet convinced. And then it cuts. It's like shaky cam footage of the beach. Kenny and Theo just sort of look at each other in slowly. <laughs> Brandy, have you ever seen this? Have you? No. Okay, you see some footage. Kenny possessed by this dark aura quite far away. So I don't I don't think you could like make out his distinct features, but you see a shot of dark hair and a white t-shirt. Telling me a bow tie. And you see this dark blast, like and the camera like jerks to the side, and you see the side of the house explode. And then through the whole of the you just see Theo just like <laughs> and then I think the, the footage like cuts out back to the logo be aware 
These supernatural monsters walk among us and are looking to bring about the very downfall of our pleasant lives. If you see anything that might pertain to this horrendous act, you must report it to Team Helsing. At Team Helsing on Twitter. <laughs> Our email <laughs> is stopthesupernaturals at bookamail.com. .org. sorry. The crowd is like a little bit unnerved by what they've just seen. But the super, supernatural being, what was Did they cause the storm? Was that a supernatural thing? Oh, it's Team Helsing. They seem like they want to, they want to do the right thing. Yeah, well, uh, there's a lot oh, of... Oh, they say they've got support. That benign <laughs> name of Team Helsing <laughs> is really going to be on side. I say, I say to them, I'm like, okay, well, we know we're going to the Pokemon Academy in Round 2 No Forest or whatever, so I think we go right let's, now. Let's, let's hop, skip and let's, jump. Let's go. Let's Never go anymore, yeah. Yep, let's jump. Hop okay. away. Come on with me. <laughs> Why did we do that? No. Sometimes it's just... Podcasts no. can be too real sometimes, no. and I no. guess that section that you just heard was. Probably. <laughs> maybe. Anyway, <laughs> maybe, who knows? Who did you bring to the midsection? <laughs> yeah, so following our midsection tradition, it's now my turn, unfortunately. I've, I've got the other two to go first, and now I've got to do something uh, to add a new aspect or character or feature of the world we live in. So I bring to you a new group, <gasps> and they are called... The Speeper Snoopers. Now, the Speeper <laughs> Snoopers are a group known throughout all of the land, but they are their identities are unknown. They are a private investigation team, okay? okay? And they do the things that most PIs will do. They'll look into insurance fraud, and they'll find out where those lost shroomish drugs are. Mm. And they'll work for like the local police force. I mean, the Pokemon League, of course, who are the police force in our world. Apparently so. They sort of investigate stuff, and they'll do stuff for journalists as well. But their main business, the Speeper Snoopers, is to collect data on famous or upcoming Pokemon trainers and sell that information to the highest bidder, effectively. They disguise themselves as regular trainers, will fight maybe famous trainers, any trainer basically that they deem worthy of having data on, and they will make a dossier on them. Tactics, what Pokemon they have, associates, and it's a full document that you can then buy from them. They're like the cheat sheet. Mm. So I'm sure lots of trainers go for them to go, hey, I'm about to fight Binley, the king of the garbage gym uh, uh, town. So, sorry, That's another MP. Sorry, I'm not adding Bidley. I'm not adding Bidley. Bidley's in. Bidley is not in, but whoever. Rookie trainers who they sort of see potentially aren't that expensive because they haven't done anything yet. So the ranking system would denote how yeah, expensive exactly, so exactly. the dossier So the ranked trainers from the Pokemon League were sent. So obviously they've got a dossier on Gary Smoke, for example. Yeah, um, Tyler's a big sell. Tyler's a big sell. Snoopers. And of course, they have, Snoopers. A, they have a very famous theme tune. Snooper, uh, Snooper, we're gonna find you. All members of the team must have a Snooper in their party. At all times. At all times. Even if they they're, they're not obligated to use it. Snoopers have got that like almost cloak. When they're not in disguise, they wear their Snooper cloak. A Snooper cloak. <laughs> you. A Snooper little like you. A cloak. The Snooper Snoopers refer to themselves as uh, hello my fellow speep there is a leader of the speeper snoopers but they are only known in the speeper in the speep circles as the super duper speeper snooper <laughs> and that's that's the speeper, okay. that's the speeper snoopers so right. they're part of our world and i don't regret it so if you have a better idea and i'm sure you do please email it into criticalditto at gmail.com mm-hmm. and we will read it out and try and add it to our world great thanks tom now i back. don't know if i want to go back it was so intense it last, was. But it i guess was. we've got to, got to listen come to the on. second half there's only one way back group hug and then back in oh, oh. come on come on all right guys Hey again, folks, it's your old pal, Tom. I'm popping in again at the midsection. Another midsection within the first midsection. Madness. Uh, I'm just popping in quickly to flag up that in the next half of the episode, we are going to implement a new battle system. We aren't replacing Pokemon Journeys. No, 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 far from it. We are adding a new system, and that is for fights that are, say, lower stakes for fights against random Pokemon or official one-on-one fights, uh, we've decided to use Pokemon Showdown, which is, for those of you who don't know, is an online battling platform where you can choose a Pokemon and you just fight like in the games against random people, but obviously we'd be doing it against the people in in our game world. Obviously our Pokemon are level 1 at the moment, so that translates to level 5 in Pokemon Showdown, and if they were to level up to level 2, that would translate to level 8 in Pokemon Showdown. 
So we're using Showdown just for those one-on-one wild random encounters that we don't feel we want to spend too much time on. Because if we use Pokemon Journeys for all of the fights, it, it would take a very long time. And we don't think you want to listen to that, really. We'd rather you kind know, of keep the story flowing. This isn't to say that we're ditching Pokemon Journeys battle system, far from it. We're actually going to use that dice-based battle system for the more important fights, the ones where we're fighting as a group, where the terrain's all messed up, where there are items flying, where there's just mad chaos. We still want to keep those hinging on a dice roll. We'll let you know which system we're using when we get there, but uh, I just am flagging it up now, so you're not like, wow, that was quick. Didn't hear any dice rolling. It's because we're using Showdown. Narrating what happens. Hope you like it. Sorry to interrupt myself. Uh, sorry, Tom. <laughs> uh, apologies. I'll, I'll pass it back over to you and the team. <laughs> Bye now. Who's that Pokemon? It's Psyduck. Okay, cool. So where are you going? We're going to Raotuno. Fine. You guys we need to catch Pokemon. Kenny definitely doesn't know the way. I could have grabbed a map from the from the line. You did grab. Oh, you did grab. Yeah. Trying to play it subtle, but. Oh. Someone was new to I think it's a classic starter town, though. So there is literally only one route. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not hard. It's not like your map helps us that much. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm so smug about getting it out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fact, worry, guys. I've just realised how perfect the starter town is in the fact that there's a massive sea. Yeah, exactly. Right next to so it. So Theo just tells us that we can't go through the sea. Head out of town. There's a few ledges that you managed to, that you jump down. Can I as well like sort of leap down and hold on, holding onto like Bowtie's leg, who just sort of flutters me down to the ground? Okay, so you make it to the edge of Rotuno Forest. Have you ever been to the forest before, Brandy? Uh, sometimes we go out there to drink when we were rebellious teenagers. Ooh, okay. Mm. Um, but I don't think I've ever been that deep into it. So. Yeah, I think you've heard it's not like deadly, but it is dangerous for people to go in there. Especially because yeah. it's now kind of getting towards night. Oh, it's now getting dark. So I think I vaguely remember there's like an old teen hangout campsite. Yes, oh great, somewhere. okay. I was going to say that maybe there is a, a very obvious domestic path that you can walk through in this forest as well, but because we know that we are also now <laughs> all running running away from a town that thinks that we're evil magicians that can come yes. to we're like, maybe we're going to have to take the slightly less well-trodden yeah, maybe path. Maybe that's what we see. Maybe we see oh on the God, path, yeah. we see some paladins. Oh, perfect. Okay. I'll tell you what, why don't you all roll insightful for me? Eight. Ten. Seven. I'm going to say that, yes, you see this path that's fairly well-traveled. And you see some of the sort of like potential rookie trainers heading down that path. Coming down the path the other way, Thea, there is a familiar sight for you. I don't know how often you may have seen these holy enforcers. I mean, I don't think the church necessarily like drags them out of the central conclave mm. unless it's quite serious. Yeah. These, these paladins of the church, I think they look like monks. They're yeah. lighter, they allow more free movement. Some chain mail somewhere in the road. A stave. I think Very is the drag, big fan. They look quite intimidating, but not in a kind of physically imposing way, mm. more in a like their, their aura. Yeah. They're they're just heading down the path, and I think they're speaking to a few of the, the rookie people. Kenny, you also see someone hanging back a little bit. She just seems to be watching you. You don't oh. you don't necessarily recognise well, her. Part of the paladins or just no someone? no no, this is someone who's come from Surfloat. I don't recognise her. Nope. Is this uh this girl uneasing me? Is she just curious, or is she... It's hard to tell. Okay. Hard to tell. Guys, I don't think we should be going through the main road. Agreed. So, yeah. let's... There's a campsite, I know. After the video, Kenny's yeah. on edge. I, I agree. Um, let's let's definitely take the path yeah. less travelled. Alright. I know the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm rolling to see how well I remember the way. Do we think focus? Yeah, focus. Yeah. Focus. Yo! <laughs> Four and a one. Oh, I get no. plus one though, so it's a six. But it's still a fail. Still a fail. Oh, oh great. No. Okay, so Brandy. I mean, probably the best for the storyline. <laughs> probably the best. <laughs> we didn't get to the same. Camp, Brandy so. leads you confidently, striding ahead as she did when you left Whiskey's Delios into the forest. quite quickly realise that this is not a well-travelled path at all. There's a lot of scrambling over logs, moving various bits of undergrowth out of the way, bits of vine and stuff trapped around your foot. I think you very quickly maybe get those little grazes and scratches that you get as you walk through the forest. Brandy ploughs ahead, but I think a good hour goes by and there's no sign of this encampment. Just, mm. yeah, it's somewhere, I promise, it's gonna be like, we're just right on it. And every leaf, I 
pass. I hope that we're going to totally. And I think it. I think there's a particularly large bit of foliage that you you move as you move past it. This is going to be your my hard move for your your fail right knee. And what you don't realise is that there's this significant drop behind it, oh, no. and you just put your foot down, and your leg just gives way. <laughs> oh, and if Wimpy's like with you. Like, <laughs> and it crash into the bottom of this little little valley quite quickly you you hear some movement I hate bugs oh. and as you cast your eye around you you see these pinpoint stingers just poking out of bits of bush oh my god oh, oh. <laughs> Ken Ken help can we see what's going on? Pick our heads past the you, I think you could probably like see her down there but it's getting a bit dark now so maybe not that well and it's yeah. quite a it's quite a steep drop. Yeah. I'm gonna can't see anything moving around you, we just see you screaming. Brandy, you find yourself at the bottom of this little valley. What do you do? Oh, I'm screaming for help. And I think Brandy does hate bugs so much that I think she's quite paralysed. She's like been paralysed before. One of the bugs makes a move. I'm adding this to the hard move. A small scorpion-esque scaroopy yeah. emerge from the undergrowth and just go at you with the stinger. I don't think Brandy can fight this. She's freaking out too hard. She needs, she needs to be saved by someone. What are you guys doing at the top of the valley? Is there a safe way down? I'll make you roll. I think, I think I'm feeling cocky. I'll save you, Brandy. <laughs> Actually, mate, I was sort of hoping for you. Bowtie sort of floats in front of his face and they just share a little nod, oh. at, the same, nod at the same time as like, we know the manoeuvre here. We know yep. what to do. Okay. Yep, and that's a three. He just jumps into thin air, <laughs> assuming Rowlett will catch him. Down. And you plummet down to like a few metres away from, from Brandy. You're also going to get attacked as part of that horrible roll. And you are going to encounter a... A classic yellow pink-nosed worm is going to crawl up and just like sting you on the bum. <laughs> you two are like in it. I'm just going to beg Wimpy to do something. You know, having fought that Carvana, oh. feeling pumped up, feeling like, yeah, I can handle this. Theo, are you doing anything before we jump into combat? Can I? I've got like a left field kind of arena question. Yeah? yeah. Would I... With my abilities, I feel presented by a situation where I can see nothing but can hear the only two people who are supporting me screaming with horror. <laughs> yes, yes. I think my logical choice would be to cast a Will-O-Wisp as a kind of illumination for an otherwise hidden situation. Yeah, I love it. I love you're it. not prepared for tactics here. <laughs> yeah. I literally jumped first into battle. That's great. So uh, there's no real role necessary because you're yeah. just trying to illuminate the scene. So what was dark and undergrowthy? How do you how do you summon a Will-O-Wisp? Maybe there was an object which is used Ooh. as a sort of okay. conduit. Yes. Because it wouldn't be me, because yeah. otherwise I wouldn't be so amazed yes. by your ability to use yeah. them naturally. Mm. So maybe I simply have some sort of object which I picked up in the burning library, which I is think a it's sort a candle. of it's just a wick, it's not no. lit. And as I blow into it, it illuminates and immediately causes a thread of sapphire flame to hang like a halo over the chasm. Which for me is also my ability to now see that I'm not going to jump down into this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I want you to have an encounter as well. Great. But I don't think this, because you haven't done something silly and jumped into a gorge and had a yeah. Pokemon attack you, I think you're going to get the jump on whatever you encounter. Great. But I'd love you to roll a d6 for me. Give me that male combi. Five. Five. There are some Pokemon on like an overhanging branch mm. across the uh, across the chasm mm. who look less violent than maybe the ones that are down below, mm. less sort of ven venomous, less aggressive. There's definitely a sort of round yellowish bug type head with two little bobbles on top, small black beady eyes, and a, and a wriggly small body. But the main distinguishing factor is this like leaf. Swaddle. No, swaddle. Yes, swaddle. yes. Yeah, a little swaddle munching on a very, very succulent leaf mm, above. Okay. Theo for a brief moment thinks this would be a really good time to walk the nest balls. And, <laughs> and rolling their eyes decides, let's do it. this little weedle. Obviously, Bowtie facing up against it. Yeah, Kenny is sort of writhing around on the floor in pain, clutching his ass. The weedle got the jump on you, but yeah. I think Rowlett's probably going to respond first. 
in terms of the speed battle, what does what did Bowtie do? This is Bowtie's home. Yeah. This forest. Yeah. Bowtie eats Weedles for breakfast. Oh, very true. Oh, very oh, true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So he knows exactly what to do. He just dive bombs beak first. The the Weedle possibly realizes his mistake in attacking Kenny, tries to fire off a little poison sting, and I think it just grazes Bowtie on the wing as it flies down. You see a little bit of purple hiss, but shakes it off, and Bowtie just tackles him with his peck and the Weedle. <laughs> Just flies, flies into, into the, the undergrowth. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so next we go over to Brandy. You've seen this, this weedle go flying, but the, the creature facing you looks a little more fearsome. It looks gross. Yeah. I think to Brandy, Brandy's quite scared of it. It's all fangs and points. So I think Veneeria's really going to take the lead. Classic pound. Just which... goes straight in and clocks the Skaroopy across the, the front of the face, but I think Skaroopy's got this hard carapace. That... Which surprises yeah. uh, Wimpy as well. He's like, what? <laughs> so like, oh no. Scoops up a bit of mud from beneath and pushes it into Wimpy's eyes. Ah! He stumbles backwards, and I think he follows straight up with this bite move straight yeah. into the midriff, which sends Wimpy backwards with these fang like impacts. Oh, Wimpy is now panicking, even though he's quite terrified, he's going to go for it, rolls up his sleeves, he's going to go for baby doll eyes. <laughs> okay. Just to try and lower the attack. Okay. The, uh... Are the baby doll eyes seemingly quite effective for like a second? Scroopy taken aback a little bit by this. Angry looking Baneri suddenly going. Scroopy touches its pincer against Baneri's face, reverses it, and rips across. Oh! And sends Baneri back again. Oh no, can't really do anything else. Not it's gonna pound. Good. The pound comes in, connects again with the carapace, and this time Scroopy comes with the tail, pins Baneri down. Brandy now panics. Reluctantly and brutally, Brandy reaches for the Pokeball in her bag. The one Pokeball yeah. is like, I've got to catch this thing, otherwise Wimpy oh, might okay, go down. Oh, okay, okay, great. And she thinks because, yeah, Wimpy's done some damage, and yeah. that's what she, you know, she's seen Gary do this a million times. Yeah. So she's going to go for it. So in order to catch the Skaroopy, what you're going to do is throw your Pokeball and roll a D100 to see whether the Pokeball stays shut around the Skaroopy. I've worked out the catch rate, so you just need to roll underneath that the Skaroopy's catch rate. Oh god. Eight. <laughs> oh my wow. god. To the surprise of absolutely nobody, the Pokeball converts <laughs> this rather fearsome of the Skaroopy. Just before the Stinger comes down onto... For like a final a hit. A final hit onto Wimpy. <laughs> and Skaroopy was caught. Brandy looks less happy about that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Theo, are you doing anything up top, or are you just... I guess just starting battle with this, with this cheeky little monkey. Yeah, okay, you're engaging, fair yeah. enough. I'm gonna engage, why the heck not? Why the no, heck not? All right, so you're engaging with the Swaddle. You've obviously got the jump on this uh, leafy bug. What do you want to do first? Yeah, I think Theo was feeling very cocky. I think the uh, the will-o'-wisp move <laughs> yeah. really yeah. really made them feel like they really knew what they were doing. Great. <laughs> so they tend to meditate, and there's a, there's a moment between the two of them where they just go, let's make up for what happened with Etiquette. Like, also, Theo remembers the last time, Meditite's moveset is very defensive, it's very reactive, mm -hmm, it's very mm -hmm. strategic. Yeah. And that was the attempt to beat Elikid last time, yes. and that failed. So Theo goes for the slightly more strategic, offensive tactics, which they have gone through many, many times back in the church. Back in the class, yeah. And he's also got the jump on this enemy, so he thinks he can take a bit of time to meditate. And so ask Meditite to, to sit down and just do what they did last night with Lucario. So before the engagement even happens, mm. uh, Meditite sits on the ground or may hovers slightly above the, mm. the foliage on the forest floor and just takes a minute. And Theo, you, you, you could swear you just see the muscles in Meditite's arm become a little bit more vascular and its attack raises. What do you do next? I go in for a pound. You go it's, for a pound. It's the only real physical skill we have in this situation, but I want to attack. What's fascinating is as Meditite, seated in this crane pose, meditating, leaps into action, the swaddle turns and its eyes, these little black beady eyes, you could swear you see this mysticism within them as it penetrates Meditite's mind and just reads the action, deflects the pound a little bit with the leaf on its head, lessening the blow. It would have been a nasty, nasty blow, but the mind reader allows the deflection to occur as a lot of the force is actually deflected into the tree trunk behind the swaddle. The swaddle turns around immediately responds with this 
struggle bug attack. How does he respond? I think Theo and Meditite are both amazed that this somewhat docile, weird little insect has some real intellect going on in there, but the moveset is still very reactive and is not really getting anything to react from, and so the only real option is to go in again with that heightened, meditated pound. Great. So slams again in, and Swaddle reacts with another strange move seemingly coming from its own mind. You see maybe the colour on the leaf change and becomes this kind of pulsating orange to yellow to green to orange to yellow to green, increasing in pace and colour and vibrancy. You can see Meditite almost go into this strange trance, rage starting to feel its calm, meditating mind as the tranquility of the meditation fades away mm. and this anger and power seems to course through it. And Theo, you immediately recognise the danger that this kind of fury could present. What do you do? Yeah, I think again, knowing what Meditite is capable of, everything is going to take time to set up. And when the effects of a swagger are in effect, you don't have any reliability. There's no duration on anything that isn't going to be absolutely wrecked. So the only real option now is to, as similar to Brandy, is just to go in and try and catch Go for a catcher. Yeah. Okay, all right, throw your Pokeball. Okay. 90. 90. Okay. <laughs> Pokeball connects with the Swaddle. And I think the, the throw is not not your best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it falls down from the trunk of the tree. Oh. And it locks shut. Oh, you just about caught that. You thing. did enough damage to raise the capture rate. I have never enough. felt such tension in my life. <laughs> thank goodness wow. it was a sea waddle. And a swaddle <laughs> was caught. Oh, thank goodness. By Theo, your second Congrats. ever Pokemon. Well done, oh. Are you okay? Not really, Kenny. I'm actually really lost. I don't know where we are. Um, and there are bugs literally everywhere. So I'm... I, I you don't, don't have to worry to... about bugs. You should have just seen what my L just did to that bug. It went blasting off again. Theo, how, how are you doing up there? Bit of a bit of a close scrape with what I thought was a very mediocre worm. I don't think I've seen anything like it before, so that's quite exciting. Um, but I think, I think through the illumination, maybe I can see an exit way of this weird chasm like we're caught in. Like you can see a clearing just yeah. beyond. It's not the campsite that, yeah. that Brandy found, but it's, it's a, a not dangerous place to regroup, nest. sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll make our way out of this little chasm. We'll set up a little bit of a campsite and maybe you guys can rest and your Pokemon can recover after after some big battles and maybe I can, can watch out for a time being. Mm. I don't need much sleep and Bowtoy can see in the dark. I just psychically know. Great. So that's fun. <laughs> so I think you make your way into this little clearing area. You two can rest. I could will-o-wisp another fire. So yeah, maybe you build a little a little campfire. Maybe we talk about that video a little bit, because I feel like Brandy yeah. hasn't had much time to process. Yeah, I, I just did... I, I wanted to know what, uh, what did actually happen at the uh, beach, because, yeah, that video was pretty, pretty damning, I'm not going to lie. I mean, mm. I'd heard about what happened with your sister, Kenny, and... Uh, I, you know, I, it's, it's one thing hearing about it, but to see, I guess that's what happened. Pretty much. For all of my life, I've had these, these moments, these incidents. I kind of go uh, inside myself and feel something coming out of me a little bit. And over time, I've developed an ability to maybe get a bit more control. But this one time, I didn't. And I was at a fair and people were, were bullying me and my sister. It's almost like, you know, when you need to vomit, this is coming up, I just need to get my, myself out of the way of a carpet. And I tried to, to, to push Dora away from me, but um, she, she refused to leave my side. And I ended up hurting her a lot more than I hurt the people bullying us. They were freaked out and kind of ran, ran away. Dora's face was quite badly scarred from it. And, um, I came to the realisation that actually I was pretty bad from my family. And then I woke up one day and my window was open and there was this note in my room that said, Go to Surfload Town. Fine, Theo. So I packed the bag and um, made my way out. Dora tried to stop me. I kind of threatened to hurt her again. 
so that she'd let me leave. At the beach, I got freaked out. You were being pulled into the water. I couldn't see you anywhere. Um, my best friend Barry was annoyed at me and my new hero Gary was also being pulled into sea. So I felt it coming up again and I managed to control it and get it away from hurting anyone. But I, I, I must have, I fired it towards the, the house and then I went into my mind palace. You know what, I, it's fine. I actually, I, I don't think I want to know. This sounds weird. Yeah. Are you, all I want to know, do you think you're dangerous or? I want to be able to control this thing. I don't want to hurt people. I think it's best that I try to understand more about it. And I don't, I don't know if you can help me at all for you. I don't know if anything in your learnings is, 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 you've heard of this or seen anything like this, but someone's got to know something somewhere. Well, as, as Kenneth pointed out over here, there are similarities between what both of us can do. Mine's more artificial. It's just kind of things we've learned to do. They're smaller, they're less successful, but hopefully it can prove to you in some way that people and Pokemon are not all that different. And we have accepted having Pokemon around us that can breathe fire and control time and space and conjure lightning at us at any time. And we accept that they are a part of our society. And if we're willing to accept them, I think we should be able to accept Kenneth. And we should be able to accept that maybe he's best with people who can raise him and make him his strongest and most capable self, much as we are to our Pokemon. Who knew that I would be in a sort of situation where I was the one who was hanging out with two people who can make fire with their minds? I'm off to bed! <laughs> Gets a sleeping bag out of her bag and just sort of crawls in, holding, holding Wimpy, Wimpy. Yeah. and this sort of other Pokeball sort of just... Very much out. closed. Yeah, yeah, very much keeping it closed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think Theo doesn't really know what to say anymore, doesn't really want to have any more conversation with anybody. He's used all of their uh, social capacity. Um, but before, before they go, they turn to Kenny and they say, what you said about what you said to your sister before you left... Somebody I loved very much recently told me that there's a difference between curiosity and necessity. And I think that we're about to do a lot of necessary things. Then they go to bed. Kenny, do you do anything... Do you want to go poker hunting, or do you want to just go to bed? Well, I'm keeping... You're keeping watch, watch yeah. Largely. I, Kenny, instead of a sleeping bag, has a hammock. Sort of sets that up between two trees. Rowlett does have night vision. That is a thing. Mm-hmm. On, on, on its right. I can see. It's an owl. Makes so sense. I'm basically, yeah, so I'm basically going to ask Bowtie to sort of alert me if anything happens. I will, at some point, inevitably drop off. Kenny, you're, you're keeping watch. But I think, as you say, inevitably, you sort of slip into your hammock at some point and you're like, oh, just keep watching here. It's <laughs> and eventually your head just starts to loll back as your eyes are slowly closing. You see Bowtie's head just... And so you just drift off into a slumber. But you're woke, awoken sharply by Bowtie <gasps> pecking your face. Just go for a more effective alarm method than this. <laughs> and um, the other two are still asleep. The embers of your will-o'-wisp blue fire just crackling in the dirt around this clearing and Rowlet with its little wing just sort of pointing out into the forest. And in the direction that Rowlet's pointing, you start to hear a noise, this crack of what seems like feet on undergrowth. Okay, get ready, Bowtie. Out of the undergrowth comes a figure that you recognise. It was the one that was keeping a notch on you. Female, quite a stocky build, gingerish hair tied back into a plait, concerned look in her eyes. You hear more footprints crunching on the undergrowth. And she turns. We found him, Dad. And into the clearing, you see Drunfisk. And I think we'll end it there. Oh, hello. Drunfisk. Drunfisk. I was not expecting that. Drunfisk? Oh, that's a twist. That's very twisty, in the words of our Lord and Saviour, Detective Pikachu. But yeah, that was the episode. Thanks very much again for listening, everyone. I'm going to thank you first up, because, you know, you're here. You're, you're really in it. You're really in this. And 
thank you thank you for listening and it's very much appreciated if you would like to get you know get involved in terms of adding an npc to our world or a little aspect or talk about what you think of the new battle system that we incorporated this time let us know at criticalditto at gmail.com um, I'd also like to thank the creators of Pokemon Journeys and Pokemon Tabletop. So thank you to everyone at PokemonTabletop.com and on that Discord server. Feeding Stu those sweet, those sweet poker snacks. And Malasalada? Mala, mala, Malasalada? Feeding, feed, feeding him that thing from Sun and Moon that you can get. Um, I'd also like to thank, of course, of course, of course, of course, Braxton Burks and the Material Collective for the music of Kanto Symphonies and Johto Legends, which are just genuinely... Phenomenal Pokemon reorchestrated albums, just great. Just do it. Just if you haven't bought it, just buy it. Just buy it now because it's just phenomenal. Uh, I'd also like to thank Glitch X City as well for her music, which is brilliant and can all be found on YouTube. And I'd also like to thank the creators of Pokemon, of course, Satoshi Tajiri, Junichi Masada. You guys, yes, well done. We don't have any affiliation with Game Freak, Nintendo, or the Pokemon Company at all. Like, none. None, which is surprising because my knowledge of Pokemon certainly is so spot on all the time and can never be questioned. <clears throat> and of course, thank you to Stu, Ali and David for playing uh, this wonderful game that we're still building, building as we go, which I really like. And I hope you do too. And now I must leave you. But remember, before I do, go catch them all. And by all... I mean your dreams. Lean into the mic whilst you're chewing. Mm-hmm. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> you're in route Uno Forest. <laughs> the Weedles are about. Weedles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll um, be a treat for the listener at the end of this episode. <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? <laughs>